it's still real to me, damn it! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Style and Profiling with Cayman Zam. We're back! Are we were gone for a while? You know, life happens. Life happens. I was on the road quite a bit. And I was out of town and dealing with a breakup, and also welcoming in a new family member. Yes, I have a new nephew, Mason yeah. Porter. I don't know if they gave him a middle name. I should probably. We can definitely that. blame one week of not recording on him. Yes. Yes. Specifically on him. Yes, we were supposed to record, and <laughs> that day my sister-in-law decided to pop him out. And so I had to. Of, of all the reasons the other. to, yeah, to miss. Was, uh, yeah. That's, that's up there among <laughs> the uh, acceptable ones. Yeah, yeah. It's up that's there awesome with uh, that and my dog ate my homework. And tell me, tell me again what you named him? Uh, Mason. Mason. Yeah, we've got Mason, then the oldest is Colton, and then his little sister, Adeline. Nice. And those are my nieces and nephews. By the way, this is Styling and Profile. Styling and Profile with Cam and Zam. I am Cam Porter, <laughs> seated across the table from my illustrious co host, Michael Zam Pino. Yes, baby. Tiny Paws. Yes, baby. The Bambino. Yes. The Zamp is here. <laughs> the Italian Stallion. <laughs> oh. Stallion. That's our Italian Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> that one gets a, a very uh, Sylvester the Cat. Yeah, yes, yes. It we, gets a little slippery. Yeah. We're here so to talk to about wrestling. Yeah, we are. Specifically, Great American Bash 1989. The glory days. The glory days. <laughs> when I'm <laughs> punching a dude in the face. Glory <laughs> days. Power driving your face. Glory <laughs> days. Uh, I just noticed that. The poster for this is Flair versus Steamboat. Yeah, not. But that's not a match that happens in this. No, not yeah. at all. We get Steamboat and we get Flair, but they're not fighting each right. other. Right, they're both faces at this yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, this was. We get a super shreddy intro music super, and then yeah. straight into technical difficulties. <laughs> yes. Well, first we get a uh, a tourist video for Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, we do. We get like a commercial for it Baltimore. It comes on and it's like, visit the beautiful scenic dairy farms yeah. and it's the like, nightlife. And, yeah. If the internet existed, it would be like, visit, visit Baltimore.com. Yeah, yeah. It was just a tourist. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, want to come to Baltimore? You might get murdered and they'll never solve it. <laughs> we're right by D.C., but uh, it's you might pretty be pretty okay. scary. Yeah. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Uh, so, yeah, then we get technical difficulties right, right the out bat. of the gate. Right off the Before the, the first bat. match. Yeah. Uh, then we get uh, a double ring. So we have the two rings here for the war games. Yes, this is the war game setup, which means there's two rings right next to each other. Uh-huh. And then, uh, so they're going to, uh, in order to avoid another Skywalker's scenario, uh, we're, they're going to incorporate the ring more than once yes. in this pay-per-view. Yes, there are Total several of two matches. times. What? Was what? there more than two? That the, the match, or that the ring is incorporated okay. in the yes. match. Yes, 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 yes. They, it is occasionally used, like yes. they'll throw a guy over right. or whatever. Right, But there's this one there's, and the War Games are the only two, two where. two matches that yeah. specifically involve both, both rings. Both rings, yeah. Uh, this one being one of them, and it has the dumbest rules. Okay, so we're going to play, because this, this is the most convoluted shit I've ever heard. It's real weird. We're going to play Jim Ross explaining the rules, and then we'll talk this about it. This is a double a double ring There's battle royale. There's two rings, double ring battle royale. He, here's the rules. Battle royale with Action Chiefs. is up in the ring right now. One ring is empty, and the way, you're gonna, the way this match works, fans, 
Everyone is eliminated from ring A, where they are now, over to the second ring, except for one man. That one man will wrestle the one man that remains in the in ring B. And Bob, it's every man for himself here. I still don't understand. Okay, so everyone, there's like 14 people in ring A. Right. When you get eliminated, which is thrown over the top rope, you go into ring B. Right. Then everyone eventually ends up in ring B and uh-huh. fights, except for the last person in ring A. Right. Everyone in ring B has another battle royale, and who the last person in ring B then fights the last person oh, in ring A. Oh, now it makes sense. Yeah, it's, it really doesn't. It know. was explained very poorly. Yes, yes. It's very dumb. It's super dumb. There's a lot of matches in this pay-per-view with stupid rules. Very stupid. <laughs> um, this being one of them. The war game setup, like, it looks cool. Two rings right by each other. With and a there's with a couple a cage. ways, yeah. And there's a couple ways that they incorporate, you know, like Sting, we'll talk later, doing the crossbody, like, to the other ring. Like, that shit's cool. You know cool. what this was? This was just, like, an idea masturbation. Yes. Like, someone had the idea of two rings, and they were yeah. like, ooh, two rings. And then <laughs> another rings. guy jumped in and goes, two battle royale. Two rings with a fucking cage. <laughs> yes. We're not to the cage yet. This is no cage and yet. And then two people yeah. came, and then and they were yeah. like, let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah. And that was Jim Cornette and Ted Turner. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ted Turner not involved at this not point. Not yet. Not yet, I don't think. Not yet. I don't yeah. think so. But yeah, this is super convoluted. Uh, too many people. Too no, much Too shit. many people. And then uh, right, out th- right out of the gate, uh, the action is starting, and then they cut over to a shot of, uh, of a man standing in the shadows. <laughs> you can only see the, uh, the collar of his, of his, his yeah. He has a white collared shirt on. You can see, like, the lapel, yeah. basically, yeah. Uh, or the part of the shirt that's folded over his yes, lapel, yes, I yes, should yes, say. Yes. And uh, and then Jr. says, "There you can see Teddy Long." I'm like, "No, no you cannot. No, you can't. You cannot tell that that who that is no. at all. You cannot no. make out any like features. It is There's complete nothing. darkness. It is like a vampire in yeah. the night. Just it's like, well, maybe we would be able to see Teddy Long if, <laughs> if you there had was any any sort of lighting. Any, yeah, if you thought this out at all. And if you were like, uh, we only need to light the ring. Right. That's it. That's obviously, it. yeah." So uh, this match, we get introduced to a lot of cool a people lot that are going to play a big role later. Yeah, a lot and of for, uh, Right out of the gate in this match, we've got Ron Simmons, yep. future world heavyweight champion, yeah. one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Who will be known as Razor Ramon, then back to Scott, Scott Hall. Hall looking like uh, Magnum T.A. a little bit yeah, at this point. Yeah, he's got the big, thick mustache. And the curly-ass. Curly, kind of blondish yeah, hair. Mullet. Yeah, uh, And then also... Flying Brian Pillman. Flying Brian Pillman, who we see in another match later on. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And, uh, uh, he ends up having a very strange career he arc. does. But, you know, him and Stone Cold meet up, get the yeah. Hollywood Blondes going. Super great. The Hollywood Blondes. <laughs> oh. Them walking down to the ring doing the, the old. The camera. The, yeah. Yeah. The the the, the camera hand crank camera, the that, eight millimeter. That was the it, Zapruder film. Right. The yeah. the one that has not been in use for a minimum of thirty years you could, when they were doing yeah, it. Yeah. You so could now like sixty years. Yeah. You could literally only record. I think it was like eight seconds at a time. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how they made little flip movies for like that. You, exactly. You put a penny in and you <laughs> see the the movie. <laughs> Not even talkies yet. Exactly. Yeah. This is when the you know the term movie comes from. It's yeah. short for a motion picture, <laughs> yes. which was originally just a fucking flip book. Yeah. Basically, yeah. It was just a, a several small yeah. scenes that worked in conjunction. <laughs> that's what Flying Brian and uh, Steve Austin were using. <laughs> yes. That's it. They're like, we're just going to make a bunch of flip books. It's good shit. So, yeah, this match is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And uh, Yeah, basically a lot of bullshit to get to um, 
the skyscrapers being the last two people in the ring, which yeah. is uh, Sid Vicious and uh, Dangerous Dan Spivey. Yeah. And since they're a tag team and they're managed by Teddy Long, Teddy Long comes out and just says, no, nah, they both win. They don't even have to fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, well, they'll split it. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Um, also, Dan Spivey's hair, it, he has a mullet, uh-huh. but usually, you know, it's like business in front, yeah. party in the back. His yeah. is like party in the back, eight-year-old boy in the front. Yes. Like, it's yeah. just it's all unkempt. Very... It's it's going everywhere. Yeah. It's like that eight-year-old boy with severe ADHD <laughs> that his parents cannot get right. him down long enough to, to brush his, his fucking hair. hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're just like, fuck, fuck it. it. Go out. I just karate chopped my mic stand. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. Uh, yeah, so they're like, fuck it. Who cares? So that's Dan yeah. Spivey's version of the mullet. Just dirt and gummy bears rubbed in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we get a Teddy Long promo, uh, which was very uneventful. And yes, uh, Teddy Long. Who gives yeah, he's shit? he's one of those people, and there's several throughout the, you know the history of, of wrestling. Where you know, like they just had to have been friends with somebody, and you're right. like, you have no business doing any of the things that are involved with what you're doing he right can't now. Can't talk. He can't talk. He can't, can't act. Wrestle, can't he, act. Can, he can't do any of the yeah. things that are needed. But somehow he has like a forty plus year career. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He was somebody's best friend. Right. Uh, he was somebody's cocaine hookup or something. I always imagined that that's how John C. Riley got started too. Yeah, because John C. Riley's not a guy you would ever look and go, "Oh, he's a leading man." But John C. Riley's fucking Amazing. great. Yeah, I think he just got a good opportunity and just ran with it and happened to ended up being really good. Right. Yeah. I think it was what's eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that might have been. I, think I that... love that he started off as a serious actor and now he just does the goofiest shit. Like, yeah. He doesn't give a he shit. He can still anymore. do both, though. Yeah. Even yeah. Uh, as recently as uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin. Oh, my God. <laughs> that movie. We've talked about that movie several times on we this ne- podcast. Yeah. We need to talk about, we need to talk about <laughs> Kevin. That's, that's, uh, that's going to be our new side podcast. It's called We, <laughs> we need, need to, to Talk, talk about, about We Need to Talk About yes. Kevin. And we just break down scenes every time. <laughs> Oh, boy. So then we get uh, match number two. A lot of the people from the first match have multiple matches. This one is Flying Brian Pillman versus Wild Bill. Wild Bill Irwin. Wild Bill. I kept uh, wanting to call him Wild Bill Hickok. Yeah, But that is the actual, like, outlaw. That's the full, yeah, the actual (laughs) man. Yeah. Um, Flying Brian's music was fun. It was, like, real thrashy and and super fun. I liked it. Uh, I like this was when they were really trying to push the Flying Brian. Yeah. And so the entire match, and it got so fucking annoying, the entire match. He's jumping around. Well, not that, but any time Bill Irwin would do anything, he would yell, fly around, Brian. Oh, yeah. He'd punch him and just yell, fly around, Brian. Yeah, like he's taunting him. 30 fucking times, yeah. Yeah, at one point I wrote, uh, Wild Bill's very loud. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just fly around, Brian. Yeah, uh, Wild Bill spats. Can we talk about those for a second? <laughs> what is the point of those? First off, they were, looked like they were made out of garbage. Yeah. Like, they looked around backstage <laughs> and were like, uh, here's a fucking uh, ripped up white tarp. Let's <laughs> right. just rip it further and make some spats out of it. Uh, they, yeah, they looked real yeah, bad, poorly good. made. They were falling off almost immediately, it yeah. looked like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> real, he was just yeah. a weird looking dude all around. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had two notes about his spats, actually. Like, <laughs> two times I was like, his what spats! What the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jason Hervey is back. Yes. He's ringside. Yeah, he's, uh, uh, he is all over this thing, and they don't really ever mention it. I know, it, you just see which, They show him, but they don't name drop him. Which furthers my theory that Bobby Eaton is his dad. <laughs> you know, 
especially since they're not really name dropping him this time. That's yeah. the only thing. It's like he's just here because it's uh, bring your kid to work day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so yeah, someone gets thrown. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh well, P- Pillman wins by a crossbody from the other he ring. He gets thrown into the other ring, uh, and then Irwin gets distracted. He starts fighting with the ref. Uh, Pillman climbs up the top and then hits yeah. him with a crossbody from the other ring. And then wins. Yeah. Fine. Brian wins. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Good. It, it was a decent match. Not, you know. Yep. Then we was... get a uh, Jim Belushi promo. <laughs> Paulie Dangerously. Bobo Jim Belushi. <laughs> Bobo Jim Belushi and, promo. Uh, I'm going to play a part of this. It's so good. It's so. And, and like, listen, the, from the start, this is a good promo because yeah. he's super into it. But there's one thing he says that just destroyed me. And still, to this day, every time I see him on screen, I think, I met you at IHOP once. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take you out, my man. I'm obsessed with your demise. I've done everything I possibly can to prepare for this. I've been living dangerously all my life. I stand on a beach when a hurricane comes in. I've leaned over the top of the Empire State Building. Hey, I've even hired Rob Lowe as a babysitter. I'm ready for you, my I've even hired Rob Rob Lowe. He's talking about all the dangerous shit he's done. Staying on a beach when a hurricane comes in. Because that's leaned yeah. over the top of the Empire State Building. Because who is the fuck one, does that? Like the hurricane one, that's dangerous. But that's, just leaning yeah. over, like that's more stupid. Yeah, I mean it's it's dangerous, but it's idiotic. Yeah, but then Ooh. hired Rob Lowe as a babysitter. Now, if you're not familiar, in the late '80s, Rob Lowe got in some hot water because a yep. sex tape came out of him, uh-huh. and it turns out that one of the girls in the tape was only 16 years old. Uh oh. So there was a lot of weird, bad stuff. Weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He was uh, he was blacklisted for a long time. I think he didn't really come back until like Wayne's World. Austin Powers. Oh yeah, Wayne's yeah, World. Yeah, 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 yeah Wayne's yeah. World. Yeah, but he really did. I don't think he really hit it big again until like Parks and Rec. Like, yeah, he really well, wasn't. Austin Powers was like a second one. Yeah, I think. that's true. Yeah, and then and then Parks and Rec and all yeah. the, the comedy shit he's doing now. Yeah. But yeah, so Paulie dangerously drops that dropping amazing a, a sweet line. ass Rob Lowe reference. Oh man, I yeah, I had oh I had to pause it. I was laughing so hard when I saw that. <laughs> Holy shit. I've even hired Rob Lowe as a babysitter. That's you... dangerous. It is. Uh, do you think that, because his name is Paul Heyman. Right. Uh, so when he chose Paul E. Dangerously, do you think it was because he was obsessed with the movie Johnny Dangerously with I, Michael Keaton? I wouldn't put, because he, man, he looks very Keatonish right there, too. Right? Very Batman Keatonish where that, he when, that, that, uh, uh When Michael Keaton had a mullet phase. Yeah. yeah, watch this promo, and there's a specifically, what's the time here? 2613, approximately. He looks a lot like Michael Keaton, like <laughs> Batman-era Michael Keaton. Yeah, he's even doing, like, the, the mouth. He is, yeah. Um, so that's that's entirely, bo- or he just thought like that's a cool that was name, a great movie, though. and it doesn't make me sound Jewish. So I need to rewatch it. I wonder if it holds up. John, I loved yeah. that movie when I was a kid. I haven't watched it in a long ass time. It was like a, it was like an early kind of spoof yeah. type movie, yeah. like spoofing uh, uh, mob movies. Yeah. Anyway, Michael Keaton's Batman still holds up. Oh, for sure, super good, for sure. So match number three. We get uh, the dynamic dudes with frisbees this time. With frisbees instead of skateboards. Because they were like, uh, guys, we got some notes on yeah. the uh, skateboards. <laughs> All the skaters called, and yeah, they were like, like, we know we you don't, don't buy know what it. you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they got frisbees. They're like, they uh, bad, the bad news, guys. We got a strongly worded letter from the Bones Brigade. <laughs> <laughs> they are not having it. Uh, all the fans of Gleaming the Cube were not <laughs> yes, convinced. They are pissed. 
the versus, uh, so they're facing off against the skyscrapers. skyscrapers as we mentioned before dan spivey and, and sid, uh, vicious sid vicious with teddy long yep uh on the way to the ring oh god a guy reaches out and just pats dan spivey on the shoulder oh yeah and spivey turns around and just slaps him right in the fucking face and the dude is so shocked and hurt because <laughs> you can tell he was he's a Spivey fan. He was like, right. hey, g- good luck, buddy. And, and then he just, was assaulted. Yeah. Yeah. That is assault, brother. Yeah. It, it looked like it, it, the slap looked like it hurt, but it looked more like it was the psychological yeah. pain. Well, it's 100% illegal. Well, yes. He could, he yes. was, should not have done that. <laughs> uh, but that, it looks like he like he met his hero and his hero <laughs> slapped him in the face. And he turned around and he goes, he just fucking hit me. Yeah. And then he went over to a uh, a cop and, and told him, and the cop was like, what are you going to do? It's a wrestling He's show. got a little kid haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it was Baltimore. Who gives a shit? Yeah. It was yeah. Baltimore. You're lucky he didn't shoot you in the fucking <laughs> <Right>. head. <laughs> this is Baltimore. I'm on heroin. Uh, speaking of head. Yeah. For, of, yeah. of heads. A, to a weird close-up <sighs> shot of just the top of Teddy Long's head. Well, the reason is because the crowd and everyone in the arena is chanting, Peanut head. Yes, and so they just—they're calling cut. Teddy Long Peanut Head, which is super racist. Yes. Uh, yeah. I looked it up to make sure because I was like, "Ooh, I remember this from when I was in school, uh-huh. and it was not a good thing." <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I was immediately super uncomfortable yeah. when that started yeah, yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also, why he's holding a super. Super fake plastic crown uh-huh. that like could not like, be any is, more yeah. obviously fake this and plastic. Is a Burger King, and he's one call- step up from a Burger calling King it crown. a triple crown. What triple crown of what? Yeah, they don't. Uh, they didn't. Like you got to like win. I don't understand how the triple crown works. They never explain it. I don't know. No, they don't at I all. Don't, I thought it was just a racing thing. <laughs> But apparently Horse it's a wrestling racing, thing. But yeah. there's a triple crown in in other sports. But it's okay, usually like it's usually yeah. like when you do three, you know, big things okay. within one sport okay. or something like that. You know, like right. you win three major races or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So they yeah. never say shit about nah, that. But they're a triple crown, I guess. Is he the triple crown or are the skyscrapers the triple? Crown? <sighs> yeah, got me, bro. <laughs> uh, right after because he show... keeps saying he keeps saying like he keeps saying like. This is what it should be all about. Yeah. And, but like, they never explain what it is. It's not up for grabs either. Yeah. Yeah. It's so stupid. Uh, At one point during the match, while they were, while the wrestling match was going on, I wrote down, ooh, all four of these guys are bad at this. Yes. <laughs> like, they yeah. all just did not look good. Yeah. Uh, when he is, like, showing the crown off and yelling, it cuts to the audience, and there's a guy in a brown button-up shirt and brown shorts and he just looks like a straight-up ups driver yeah <laughs> just, i thought that was funny what can brown do for you take the night off to see a wrestling <laughs> exactly. match that's what exactly it's like he had a delivery across the street and he's like well, i'll get in some wrestling <laughs> he had to deliver those spats <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy God. the crowd oh i felt kind of bad for dan spivey at one point because the crowd kept chanting, we want Sid. Yeah. We want Sid. Yeah. And then every time he would tag Spivey back in, they would boo. Yes. They would boo. Like, they were so stoked on Sid Vicious because he's new and he's giant right. and he's a freak of nature. Right. And everybody's like, we just want to see him. Well, Even though he's the bad guy, we want him. Like, Sid Vicious goes on to have a pretty good career. Dan Long Spivey career. does not. No. Yeah. And it's that fucking haircut, I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> well, what's funny is later on he has a short stint in WWF where he plays... Uh, I can't remember his name, but it's basically it's it's a, a total ripoff of um, 
Robert De Niro's character in Cape oh, Fear. Oh, uh, Psycho Caddy. Sid. No, 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 no. The, so that's Sid Vicious. It's Psycho Sid. But Dan Spivey. Put oh, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about yeah. now. I can't remember his name, but he's just. The, the, it's supposed to be the, yeah, yeah, the guy from. Yeah, with the Hawaiian shirt yep. and the white pants. Oh, and God. That Panama hat. And he's so just, yeah, he's stupid. just Robert De Niro's Max Cady from. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. way worse. Way worse. Um, Waylon Mercy. That's his that's name. That's right. Waylon Mercy. Mercy. I remember yes. that. I remember yeah. that. And that's like the last thing he did. Um, so many hairstyles of the. Uh, this was inspired both by Spivey and one of the uh, <laughs> dynamic dudes, but so many hairstyles of the late 80s, early 90s yeah. looked like accidents. Yeah. Like people came out of a place with a haircut that they got 100% on purpose. But it looked like they fell into it a wood looked, chipper. Yeah, it looked like yeah. someone really fucked yeah. up and then went, I'm sorry. <laughs> This is just how you look for a couple months. You can either shave your head or let it go. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, fuck it. I only have to wrestle in front of like 30,000 people. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, Woo. I kept forgetting because we've, we've seen the Dynamic Dudes before, and I knew Johnny Ace of the Dynamic Dudes was related to somebody. I forgot. He's Road Warrior Animal's brother. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they are vastly different physiques. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. And everything. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're just vastly different. I would uh, say. Every way, yeah. So, uh, t- despite the constant chance of we want Sid, Dan Spivey gets to finish the match off with one of the sloppiest power yes. bombs I've ever it seen. Dangerous as he fuck. legitimately drops the guy on yeah. his head. Yeah, because he doesn't get him up in the air. He gets he... him on one shoulder, which is a uh, that that is a power bomb variant. Get him on one right. shoulder. That's a thing. But he doesn't, he doesn't get, get him, him all the way up. The way, yeah. But slams him down still and lands right. I think he it was just Shane pretty much Douglas lets right go. Head. Oh, yeah, yeah, he just kind of let go of yeah. him. It was uh, real, real bad. At one point, Scary. at one point, Shane Douglas gets thrown to the outside, and Teddy Long kicks him a few times. Oh yeah, yeah. And they are the dumbest, weakest looking. So kids. bad, so fake yeah. looking. Yeah. Like even the audience members are like laughing. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Yep. So. Uh, skyscrapers, so skyscrapers win, win that. with a super dangerous power bomb. <laughs> with a- with an attempted murder. <laughs> yeah, attempted murder bomb. Oh, jeez. Then we get a Jim Cornette promo that mm-hmm. was pretty exciting. Yeah. Because it's just Jim Cornette going bonkers. Yeah. Uh, Always Jim Cornette going fucking crazy. Which leads us to match, match number, number four, four, the tuxedo match. Polly Dangerously versus Jim Cornette and a tuxedo match. Another match that leads to constant sexual innuendo. Yes. Uh, homoerotic. Yes. In order to win, you have to rip your opponent's tuxedo off. I don't know whether to say homoerotic or homophobic. I would say homophobic. It's a little bit of both, I think. I would say homophobic, especially for this era and the place they're at. Yeah. Pat Patterson wasn't there, so it's probably just... (laughs) Just yeah, it's homophobic. Like, but it's 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 the weird '80s homophobic where like, you know, like Judas Priest bought the whole like leather subculture in right, America, right, right. and it was seen as badass, even though in England it was totally totally like a about gay sex. bar thing. Yeah. yeah, but here we perceived it as being badass. It's the same. Like for some reason, the, there's it does this look weird. Cool. It does look cool. Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, there's this weird like, hi, you got stripped by another dude. You're gay. It's a very strange '80s like homophobia was very weird. Oh, but it was very strong. Oh yeah, yeah, it was everywhere, but it was super like turned. It yeah, was, yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. so Polly dangerously Jim Cornette trying to take each other's clothes off. Uh, Paul for Paul's some music. Reason, Holy cow! Here we go. Comes out to the <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is the manager's tuxedo match. Now, and now it's different. 
So you get four seconds of, <laughs> of blatant Phantom of the Opera, Phantom of the Opera ripoff. Yeah. And then they were like, we better change it up after that because I don't know much about Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> but what I do know, he will sue the shit he out of loves you. wrestling and he will <laughs> sue the shit out of you. So he's going to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's only five seconds, he'll probably just be flattered. It's okay. Yeah. And he can't sue us anyway. Right. Uh, I also want to, I meant to point this out at the top. So weird. Why was that his music? I don't know. It's so eerie and weird and like um, uh, Halloween-y. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. why for Paul? Which we do, have, dangerously? Uh, we do have Halloween Havoc is the next WCW pay-per-view, so maybe they'll reuse it. I don't know. So uh, weird. I did want to point out, though, at the top, I forgot. They have, this is the first time we really see a full-on entrance area. Yeah. They've got a ramp. They've yep. got lights. It's a full-on entrance It's thing. not lit well, not but lit they well, have lights. Not lit well, but they tried. There's they the did. scaffolds. It really looks like an actual entrance area. They're, they're taking notes from WWF right. there, and they're yeah. incorporating what they can yeah. within their budget. And even WWF. <laughs> yeah. Even like the last like even WrestleMania five, they were just coming out of the fucking you know stands like there yeah really they were wasn't... well that was I think that was uh, limitations in Trump Plaza True, yeah I think that was just logistically that's the only place they had <laughs> yeah because uh, yeah you know it's Trump yeah. Plaza so it's probably designed like a piece of shit <laughs> just saying I'm just, I don't know just, I don't know, know shit about know. architecture you but know it's a solid guess yeah so uh, <laughs> anything oh. involving Trump uh, as they're going to the ring they show uh, a little kid sign and I love it they. Sign says NWA is number one, and then what clearly says WWF is blurred out. Uh, but then underneath it is not blurred out where it says uh, sucks. Uh, <laughs> so the kid sign says NWA number one, WWF sucks, and they only blurred out WWF. They didn't bother blur- blurring out WWF sucks. Just okay. WWF. So th- they wanted to be like mystery sucks. We don't want to. <laughs> we don't know what sucks. That might be, and they I know they reached an accord later, but for the longest time after they lost the lawsuit to World Wildlife Fund, right. on the old clips, they had to blur out the F in WWF, because now that's a trademarked. But I know they came to an accord on the network yeah, stuff, because they're say, like, look, we can't go back and blur all this shit out. There's thousands and thousands yeah. of hours. But this might have been one they did before then or something where they could, I don't know. It, it seemed to me like they were like, well, we don't want to put on our network that we suck, <laughs> so let's just blur out our network. It could be, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, definitely once we get like to the Monday Nitro era when there's just signs that says, fuck WWF Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Um... Yeah, I wrote during this match that this this is so stupid. Yeah. Um. Oh, at one point, uh, fucking um, what's his name? Bob Bob Cottle. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Bob Cottle says to uh, Jr. Uh, he's running around. Yeah, Bob Cottle and Jr. are announced. Yeah, he's like he's prancing around all cocky like a bunty rooster, and then he says, "Do you know what a bunty rooster is?" To which Jr. says, "I was in FFA. Of course, I know what a bunty rooster is." To which I said. Well, that makes the two of you. <laughs> they don't explain what it is to anyone else. I'm like, that makes two of you because I don't fucking know. I'm looking this up. It, it's it's you're gonna know when you see it. It's just your classic, uh, the aggressive rooster, you know, like the cocky, right. aggressive, big, puffing chest out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is all chicken. This run. is all yeah. Okay, that's a bunch of. There we go. Okay, so just the regular rooster. Pretty much, it's just a rooster. 
but it's specifically like the the and, ones and that are overly the, the aggressive. That do the yeah, cock yeah, walk. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, uh, the ones that do the Mick Jagger dance. And of course, I only know this because I looked it up after, <laughs> yeah, uh, in yeah. doing this fucking dumb show. Because <laughs> someone said Bunty Rooster, and I was <laughs> like, "Well, I can't pretend that? I didn't hear right. it." Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, that, uh, and they had a good laugh about how the two of them knew what a fucking, little bunty rooster. and they're laughing like the entire planet knows what a goddamn yeah, bunty rooster is. you guys is. are from the South, there's a good chance Baltimore doesn't know Look, what the fuck a bunty rooster is. me and is. JR are from the same fucking state, <laughs> yeah. but there's very different parts of that state yeah, 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 yeah. within its borders. That's true. I've lived here my whole life, never fucking heard bunty rooster That's because we're city folk. Exactly. I grew up in downtown Tulsa. That's right. Pretty, there is a purple area in this red state. Uh, yeah, and that's where we reside. So, yeah. fuck no, we don't know what a bunty, bunty rooster, rooster is. Jesus Christ. There's people, uh, there's like fucking rednecks on the floor right now just freaking like, you God idiots. You idiots. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. So throughout this match, Paul E. is, like, doing all the work for Cornette. Yeah, Cornette's not he doing takes shit. Fucking Paul E. takes off his own cummerbund, yeah. his own tie. He unbuttons his shirt himself. Yeah. He pretty much undresses himself. All Cornette has to do at the end is rip his pants off. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so two points during the match. Um, Paul E. dangerously uses powder and throws it in. Yeah. Tries to throw it in Cornette's yeah. face. He succeeds the first time. Yes. And then the second time, they show a close-up of him pouring the powder into his yes. hand. And it is in a, the corner of a baggie, and it looks like <laughs> cocaine. cocaine yep. And I'm like, was it supposed to be prop cocaine? Because Pauly the Angels is supposed to be like the right, high-flying 80s, yeah, 80s yeah. rich guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, the oh, Gordon that's Gecko so funny. But then Paul E., because he fucking sucks at what he's doing at the time, I guess. I don't know. I've never seen him like, wrestle outside of he's this not, part, yeah, it's which not, is why he's not. He's not both a, of these guys sucked not, at this. They're both not wrestlers. Exactly. Yeah. So he's supposed to uh, try and throw it in Cornette's face, but Cornette kicks it into his own face. But in able to make this happen, Paul E. walks towards Cornette with it, in his bag, yeah. with, his, with it in his palm like he's offering it <laughs> yeah. to him. And then Cornette just kicks, kicks it, his hand. Kicks it. Oh, yeah. so stupid. It would have been hilarious, though, if it was supposed to be cocaine and he kicks it. And then that, like, gives Paul E. like he hulks up and yeah. gives him the extra. And then he's able to beat him. Yeah. He just, just rips all of his clothes <laughs> yeah. off. So Cornette wins. He, Who cares? Yeah, he rips Paul's, and it doesn't. And then he runs away in his skivvies, and yeah. everyone laughs, and they're like, ha, "What a queer!" <laughs> they're like, that, "He let another man take his pants off." <laughs> by the way, that match was almost seven minutes long. It was too long. Seven minutes. Seven of that minutes shit. Is, is not super long in a in a in the grand scheme of wrestling matches. But keep in mind, the next match. I want. I just want to point out. So so. Jim Cornette versus Polly Dangerously, 6 minutes, 22 seconds. Sting versus Great Muda, my favorite match of the night, 8 minutes, 40 seconds. Yeah. Two minutes more. Too long. Yeah. The the match after Cornette and Dangerously, a better match, is two minutes shorter. Yeah. Four, 4.30, yeah. So like, we should have pulled two minutes from, yeah. from the... Uh... I will credit where credit's due. The crowd was loving it. Of course they were. Yeah. Because this is the height of, like... Look at these homos. That's, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like They were loving it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, the entire city of Baltimore is like, hey, look at these queers <laughs> trying to undress each other. One of them's going to be in there. They, people in Baltimore don't sound like that. No. <laughs> they, I don't know what people from Baltimore sound uh, like. They sound like all the people from Viva La Bam. Oh, sh- okay. They all, all right. have that, mer- the, yeah. yeah, that sort yeah. of, uh, but they they were from like Westchester, I think, something yeah. like that. Yeah, they all listen to that Pennsylvania, uh, Maryland area. Hey, man. I no, fucking love look, Fugazi. Fugazi's great. But that was, you know, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, era. Yeah. 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 And they're from Washington. Yeah, uh, yeah. DC. Yeah. 
Not Washington State. Because <laughs> fuck Washington State. You heard it here. I'm just kidding. Washington I've never been. I, I, have, like no, I have no. <laughs> the boreal forest, it's really nice. I have no. Uh, yeah, I have no feeling <laughs> one way or the other. I just said it to be funny. Yeah. Uh, so we get, a, we get match number five. Right after a Gary Hart promo that was oh, yeah, real right. unnecessary. Yeah, not, yeah. We had uh, the Steiner brothers, Scott and Rick, with Missy Hyatt versus the Varsity Club, Kevin Sullivan and Mike Rotunda. Uh, Captain Mike Rotunda, Captain, for some reason. Right, yeah. This, yeah. this match was off the rails from minute one. So it's a it's a tornado tag, which normal tag match, one person from each team is in. You got tag out. Tornado tag. Everybody's, everybody's fighting in. all the time. Yeah. And there's no DQs, so no. they're they're throwing tables no. and chairs all over the place. You still have to pin one of the opponents from the other team to win, right? But everybody's going at once. Yeah, it doesn't matter who pins where, when. It's yeah. just uh, go crazy until until somebody. Uh, uh, Scott Steiner is dressed like Hulk Hogan. Well, and also normal looking Scott Steiner, and and I say normal looking. This was him, normal. Scott Before Steiner. he got roided out, big bad booty daddy, and changed his hair yeah, and his facial hair, chain metal and shit. literally looked one hundred percent like a different human yeah, being. He's I I'm convinced. Okay, so like I'm all. It's this weird. I just I I I have never looked at this Scott Steiner and thought that's the same Scott Steiner. That's Big Papa Pump. Yeah, that's not. They're not the same person. No. I refuse to believe it. This is a Paul is dead scenario. Yes. Somebody original Scott, Scott Steiner, Steiner died, died, and then Rick was like, "We got to get someone." So they hired their cousin or something. Yeah, and he became fucking Big, Big Papa, Papa Pump. Pump. Yeah, which dumbest fucking I, I hate know. that nickname. He had so- Big Papa Pump, Big Bad Booty Daddy. Ugh. Oh my god! I hated when I were doing I, all that what? dumb shit. As we're talking about this, is I don't know if you've ever heard this, so I'm going to play it for you. It's the greatest wrestling promo of all time. Oh and boy, it's Scott Steiner in uh, TNA. I want you all to listen to this because it is literally it's a Scott Steiner giving a promo in TNA. Oh. You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at Small Joe and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one-on-one and then add 66 and two-thirds percent, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. But now The numbers don't. Well. I, I failed out of high school algebra math. I can't do math. I just can't. And even I know that shit is wrong. Well, it's just insane yeah yeah. (laughs) top to bottom like yeah everything about it was just batshit crazy (laughs) oh my god it's my favorite it's my favorite wrestling thing ever because number one he's positing that just you walk into the ring no matter what you start at 50 50 and it's like 
Fuck no. That's no. Not, if you're five foot two, 110 pounds, the other guy's six nine, yeah. 350, yeah. it's not a 50-50 yeah. chance. Yeah, Rey Mysterio does not have a 50-50 chance against Big Show. No shit, right? Yeah. God damn it. So stupid. <laughs> so, so stupid. Oh, I love it. So, uh, yeah. So, in the middle of this match, we get a great moment, a great moment, where Rick Steiner is on the mat. And uh, Kevin Sullivan is standing over him, and he's about to do some sort of move. Yeah. But then Rick Steiner proceeds to at least five times rapid fire, headbutt Kevin <laughs> Sullivan <laughs> right in the nuts. Yes. yes. And I lost my mind laughing. And I was Sullivan like, sells it like death. Like he, Oh, he does. Oh, it's so good. And he does it in the most slapsticky way. <laughs> yes. You know, it's so silly. Yeah. But it's so funny. I want to say that, like, around this time, because, like, Rick Steiner, you know, he's coming out with his dog. They keep calling him the dog face. Uh-huh. I feel like maybe he was trying to emulate Junkyard Dog a little bit with sure. the headbutts, but just viciously headbutting another man's yeah. testicles. He was, yeah, well, they were play- playing that character of, like, the big, dumb, lovable yeah. idiot with yeah. the, the head of steel, you yes. know what I mean? Yes, Just a big, hard-headed just... moron. Oh, boy. Yep. So a pretty weak ending for what was a fun match. Yeah, Steiner's short. win with a crossbody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the ending kind of lackluster for for what was a super chaotic yeah, and, and pretty fun, fun match. match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So then we very hard cut to a Sting promo. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and I wrote down who the fuck is with him, and then I, and then they finally say that it's uh, Eddie Bilbert. Yeah. Excuse me, <laughs> Hot Eddie, stuff, Eddie Bilbert. Eddie Bilbert, um, <laughs> who's just wearing um, a Sting shirt with the sleeves cut off, yeah. and a San Francisco 49ers hat. Which do you know where you are? He looks super redneck. Yeah. In the like, he just looked. I initially thought it was a NASCAR shirt, right? Based on how he looked. And then I realized, <laughs> no, that was a Sting shirt. Yeah. Um, which they had very similar, like, styles, NASCAR yeah. And, yeah. and wrestling in their T-shirt design. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he just looked like some redneck. And then it wasn't until it panned down. It's like, oh, he's got tights on also. Yeah. Real weird. Yeah. But, yeah, why are you wearing a San Francisco 49ers hat in Baltimore? Right. Like, which, it's 1989. The they didn't even have the Ravens back then. True. They didn't even like, have an NFL team. Sting is the face. You're with the face. You're the face. Play to the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they were just playing that whole like, well, he's from California, and it's like, yeah, he's supposed to be from Venice, which yeah. is not near San Francisco, no. right? Venice yeah. is Southern California, yeah. right? Yeah. It's by L.A. Yeah, and fucking San, San Francisco, Francisco is way, way yeah, well, way up, up north. I thought San Francisco was way south. No, L.A. is Southern California. Well, L.A. is like Middle California. Well, San Fran is Northern California. Okay, it's up by know. Oakland. I thought that shit. was that was all right. Whatever. Yeah, I've yeah. been there. I don't even fucking remember. <laughs> Welcome back to Geography with Cabins, <laughs> and we're learning about California. Ew. It's a big state. Yes. As told by Robert Durst. <laughs> Do you remember that shit? Yeah. California is a big state. Jesus Christ. You like my Robert Durst impression? It's pretty good. good, right? Very good. You know, California is <laughs> a big state. I talked to Susan uh, on the Thursday before. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Robert Durst. I call him Blinky. <laughs> he blinks a lot. Yeah. He's a blinker. Uh, so, yeah, but then we get a, the Sting promo leads into the Great Muda versus Sting for the TV title. Now, real quick, I want to talk about something because I didn't know this, and I was shocked I didn't know this, but after watching this match, I got real hyped, so I just started watching a bunch of other Great Muda matches. Yeah. And uh, I found out that there is a scale – Based on the great Muda that they use to judge the bloodiness, uh, bloodiness of matches, oh. the Muda scale, because 
there's a match with him and another Japanese wrestler named the Great Kabuki, which at the time was the most violent, bloody match of all time. Yeah. And I watched it, and it is ever like Muda starts off with his classic red face paint, wears off during the match. By the end, he's so bloody it looks like he's just got it all back yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking brutal. So now they use the Muda scale oh. to say how bloody a match is. Nice. Yeah. And how does the Muda scale rank? Is it 1 through 10? 1 to 10, 1 okay. being no blood, 10 being the bloodiest. 10 being bloodorama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the only other match that I've ever seen that made me go like, holy shit, somebody's going to die. Yeah. Because of the blood loss was a match at, uh, oh, was it, no, it was at Judgment Day 2005. It was Eddie Guerrero versus JBL, John Bradshaw Layfield. And uh, Guerrero, at one point, takes a chair shot, and he blades his forehead, but he cuts way too deep and hits an artery. Oh, no. And, dude, it... Oh, let me bring up a picture. This is just for you, because they can't see this. But if you look at the picture... (laughs) Um, I'll take this chance to say uh, that right at the top of this match, uh, (laughs) Muda comes off the top rope and does a, uh, a, a chop, but, uh, oh, shit, yeah. That is all Eddie's blood. God JBL damn. did not bleed that match. That is all Eddie's. He won the match, finished the match, went back. As soon as he went behind the curtain, he fucking collapsed from blood loss. Of he course. had to have transfusions and shit. Of course. Yeah, it's fucking insane. I can't wait till we get there because oh. it is terrible. Oh, that that match is on a pay-per-view? Yeah, it Fuck was a yes. Judgment Day 2004. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. be there in a couple years, everybody. <laughs> right, yeah. It's going to take a while. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anyway, so he comes off the top with a chop. Yeah. And JR... This made me laugh so hard. He comes off and JR says, Oh, with that vicious karate chop up, excuse me, judo chop off the top. He corrects himself like he's going to get in trouble for calling right. it a karate chop. Right. What the fuck is the difference between a karate chop and a judo chop? I, I have no idea. Judo- you are bringing your hand down in a flat, stiff motion. How can one... I don't, okay, so karate is all about strikes. Judo is about like throws and takedowns. Right. So, so why karate, would a judo the karate chop would, would be, be more accurate? Yeah, yeah. But a judo chop, I guess, is what they say in like British spy movies yeah, or some shit. Yeah, because it sounds more. I don't. Know. I don't know, but the way he corrected himself <laughs> yeah. so karate, fast. I'm sorry. I excuse mean, judo me. Chop. Excuse me. I yeah. don't want to get fired. <laughs> Like, wow, what happened where JR was like, do not <laughs> say karate chop. But they say karate kick, and yeah. ca- ca- they say karate a whole uh, lot yeah. of other times. Because he's Japanese. Everything but it's just about karate. the chop. Yeah. Oh, and they, of course, say, yeah, just say karate. randomly oriental about oh, a bunch God of shit. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, Muda is fucking awesome. I wrote Muda, that. That's yes. an actual note. I liked uh, the very beginning of this match, too, because Muda starts off in the second ring. And Sting tries to get, he's like, come over. And Muda's like, no, we're doing this here. Yeah. So Sting just vaults himself cross bodies yeah. across the ring. It was Fun. cool as shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah I wrote down shit. this match's fire emoji. <laughs> yeah. Muda is the fucking best. Yeah. And, but it had another stupid fucking ending. It did. The ending was fucking terrible. So, so Muda does his mist. Yeah. And he accidentally hits the ref. Yeah. Gets distracted. Sting hits Muda with a back suplex. Gets the win. But both of their shoulders were down. But they so weren't, though. They weren't, no. They weren't <laughs> at all, but that's the, how they played it. Yeah. Yeah, it was stupid as shit. So, uh, So Muda, then we leave this match not knowing who yeah, won. Yeah, Muda grabs the title and absconds with it, and the crowd starts chanting bullshit super loud. Yeah, it was great. Super loud. And then uh, that's it. That's just, then they cut to yeah. Lex Luger. Promo. Muda just straight up steals the belt, yeah. and then we go to uh, Lex Luger, who is mad. Yeah. 
He's mad. Super he, mad. He mad about no DQs in yeah. his match. So Luger is the champ. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the US thing champ. is the U.S. champ. And the thing is, if you if if you lose a match by disqualification or anything like that, you while you are the, the champion, you get to keep the title. Right. You don't lose your belt. Right. So Steamboat was like, "Well, you're just gonna use that as an excuse to get disqualified. Right. So I want a no DQ match. Right. That way you can't lose a belt." Fucking Luger throws a hissy fit and gets a change to a regular. Right. So yeah. Luger comes down to the to the uh, uh, ring and throws throws a fit, like you yeah. said. And then they decide uh, Ricky Steamboat has to, like, be the man and say. Yeah. Which, by the way, can we talk about Ricky's entrance? Okay. This So so last time we saw Rick, he came out with Ooh. his son on a bedazzled pony. Uh-huh. And his son was dressed like Elvis and had a little baby guitar. Yeah. This time... <laughs> His son's oh, dressed like him. His son's dressed like him, but more than that, he gets carried to the ring uh-huh. on this big, you know, like king thing. He's carried out and he's holding the biggest lizard I've ever seen it's in like my a life. Bearded dragon, bearded or dragon, like that. Or, yeah. dude. It's so big, it's like a komodo dragon. Yeah, something, whatever. It's, it's some huge, sort of dragon, a two-handed dragon wearing a studded leather. Yeah. God damn it. I can't even. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Rick's. Lizard oh, priest. Rick, oh, Rick Steamboat's inferences are the greatest thing. If 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 this podcast has done nothing for me, at least that I've gotten to see Rick Steamboat's <laughs> crazy ass fucking entrances. Yeah. First off, this is another thing where they're like, let's make a bunch of dudes carry a guy on a platform. Yes. Except where a lot of the other ones, like in WWF, it's like a, a throne. It's a throne. So but there's this, a he's chair. Just standing. He's surfing. He's surfing, holding this dog sized lizard. And it's so awkward, oh and he almost falls several times. Yes. There's several times where he, a grown man who's supposed to be super tough wrestler guy, <laughs> yes. looks legitimately scared, as he should yes. be, because he could be horribly injured yes. if he falls off Or he could thing. fall and kill his pet lizard. So they're totally killing the image by sh- by basically forcing this man to show fear right. <laughs> in front right. of all these people. I've said this about almost every Rick Steamboat inference. It's the Chekhov's gun principle again. If you come out with that lizard, use the that, fucking that, lizard. That lizard better come back use into the play. Fucking lizard. No, no, they did not read no. their screenwriting no. books. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, but, but yeah. Also, I wrote, <laughs> wrote down during this match. Does wrestling have a rookie of the year? Yeah, right. I had no idea. Yeah. They were talking about how they were each rookie of the year. Uh, yeah. Steamboat in '77 and Luger in '86. I guess it is. It's like a, you know breakout. New star or something. But shit. do they not tell anybody no. until just randomly in other <laughs> matches? Not. Like, there's no ceremony. There's no, no award. They don't give out. They no. just tell it. Ah, oh, yeah, you were rookie of the year a few years ago. Forgot yes. about that. So now, as good as Rick Steamboat's entrance was, I think Luger's is even better because Luger starts off on this spinning platform. It gets about a quarter of the turn and then ceases up. Yep. And he's just standing there, and you can see him try and jostle it yeah. with his body to get it to turn again, and nope. it does not. So he just sort of starts like standing there and then just hops off eventually. Like, we should have given this thing a test it's run. It's so fucking... Just, it stops, and you see him look around, and you see him like twist his body trying to jostle it to go again, and it just... Oh it's not God. doing it. It's not happening. It's so fucking funny. <sighs> Yeah, they're not really good at a lot of this stuff. No, no. Uh, Steamboat spends most of this match making Luger look pretty good. Yeah. Um, there's a really bad botched neck breaker at one point that yeah. l- looked pretty scary. Yeah. Um, and that was all Luger. There's one point, just the way Steamboat sells shit fucking always gets me, because there's one point where 
Luger hits him with three clotheslines in a row, and he just keeps popping up in between each one. And he hits him with that third one, and then Steamboat gets up and just starts like throwing punches at nothing, and then falls down again. Yeah, just I love so that. fucking just that little bit extra, you know? Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. like the the flare flop. That's like his version. Yes. Of that. Yeah. Is the uh, I'm so out just, of it. I'm just but swinging I'm still at nothing. Fight. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Uh, at one point, I wrote, "Finally, someone gets thrown from one ring to the other." Yeah, I've been yeah. waiting for it the whole time. I know. Seventh match it takes until <laughs> someone gets thrown from one to the other. Yeah, that's insane to me. Um, so this was a pretty good match, but also uh, not not long enough for how good it was. Right. And, ten uh, minutes. But ten let's, and a half. Let's see. So we spent um, we spent I don't know what all of 35, 45 minutes setting up the no DQ <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Who then, saw the ending coming? Right. Exactly. The Luger gets DQ'd. Yeah. yeah. Or Ricky no, yeah, gets Ricky, him, yeah, Ricky gets, gets himself DQ'd. DQ'd yeah. But like, so Luger, we all knew that the disqualification was yeah. going to come into play. Luger comes in with the a dragon, chair. not so much. Yeah. Luger comes in with a chair. Uh, yeah, Steamboat whips him into the turnbuckle, grabs a chair, starts beating him with the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 he does like a monkey flip. That's of, right. With, with That's Luger. right. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But what happens is Luger has the chair. Steamboat like it's just like the bumps him. He like yeah. bumps him, and then Luger falls and basically is like just goes limp holding this <laughs> yeah. chair for so long yeah. to allow himself to be thrown into this move. Yeah, Steamboat move. does the catapult where he like grabs the legs and then yeah. falls down and launches him, and he hits the turnbuckle with, with the, chair. the chair in front of him. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, uh, then we go to a couple of pretty gnarly promos. Yeah. First one we get is the fabulous Freebirds with the Samoan oh, SWAT team. team, which we've already established does not have a SWAT team, no. Samoa. Uh, uh, I also realize. Nor are they in any sort of like official police type <laughs> right, gear. Right, right, right. So weird. They're just wearing their regular trunks. Uh, I realized, because I write a lot of shorthand when I'm writing notes just to save time. Yeah. And I uh, wrote match eight, FB slash SS. And I was like, ooh, not good. Need to write oh. out Samoan SWAT <laughs> team every time. <laughs> we don't want to just say yeah. SS. Yeah, no, that's not. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. That promo is insane, T to B. Uh, mostly because of the Samoan SWAT team during yeah. the thing, who are just like rubbing each other's faces and biting each other. Because they got to do the crazy Islander, yeah, yeah. you know, but savage I, gimmick. You know, I think I would like walk off of that one and be like, look, man, we can act crazy, but can you please keep your dirty, fucking <laughs> salty, sweaty hands out of my mouth? Can what? you not rub your fucking fingers on my lips? Right. Is that something we can avoid? Can you not get Look, get all the sweat from your own head and then yeah, put it in my it's mouth? Like pull my eye, pull my yeah, hair back, just stay away from my fucking pull my mouth. ears. Just keep your motherfucking hands off of my mouth. I would mouth. just love like afterwards, just Rikishi, like, dude, that's calm the fuck down. Just yeah, in the most normal ways, like, dude, that is very gross. <laughs> but it was actually Rikishi that was doing it. That's to, right. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Samu. Yeah. Right? Is it Samu? Yeah. The other guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Ah, don't. Touch my mouth. It's weird. Just don't. The thing, like, okay, so, so as racist as it is, I get like the crazy Islander gimmick, the savage gimmick. That's what they're going for. Right, but that works when your name is the Head Shrinkers. Yeah, or not the, the Samoan SWAT team. You imagine team. a SWAT team, even from Samoa, is still going to be pretty, you know, put yeah, together. Exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. The saying a SWAT team, it, it already implies a certain amount They've of. They've gone of, through training. Yes. They've, they, yeah. It, it, it implies civilization. Exactly. Oh, my God. After that promo, we get another promo. 
It's the Midnight Express. With Dr. Death Steve Williams, who and, makes the greatest entrance. Yeah, Legion of Doom's also in it. But yeah, so not. so Midnight Express has been talking here for a minute. Yeah. And then um for the listeners, this is uh, kind of visual. Um so if you want to look at it, it's one thirty one thirty nine fourteen. I highly suggest it because the way Dr. Death makes his entrance. Um uh, just picture uh, a little kid pretending to be Superman. Remember when you would like as a kid you'd get on the swing set and just put your arms in front of yeah. you and you'd Or fly. just even walking or running just, you yeah. just yeah, yeah, you yeah, put yeah. your arms in front of you and, you make a and whoosh sound. put your hands out flat yeah. like you're flying. And uh, that is how Dr. Death makes his entrance. I don't see it. been seeing us all day long. What are you guys going to be doing in there with those crazy guys? The Samoans and the Freebirds. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to be doing. Yeah. Big goofy smile. Looks right down the barrel of the camera. He comes, he comes out blank faced. As soon as he gets to dead center frame, looks right down the barrel of the camera and just biggest goofiest smile <laughs> and then i'm playing it back be doing it. well because he doesn't guys, yeah the samoans and the Freebirds. well i'll tell you what we're gonna be doing we're gonna have yeah. Yeah. And the road warriors bobby is so confused yeah. right yeah. now yeah. he's, he's like, like hey come back, come back here we want we want you to talk come here dig doc what am i doing <laughs> what are you bobby doing? Eaton legit goes what are you doing and i'm looking for the birds because i'm a bird crusher and you know something i'm looking out here for my Bug spray to kill the Samoyans. Samoyans. Something. Bam, bam, Terry Gordy comes out here and shoots his mouth off about dropping the bomb. Hey, Polly, look at the meat I have on my team. The Road Warriors. Holy guys. Road Wars. Road Warriors. Hey, hey, we've had our differences. That's right. Road Warriors. But you know one thing? I'm a crazy man, and so are you guys. And there's one thing all three of us strive for. As being the toughest, being the meanest, being a winner, and coming out top. That's four. Every <laughs> single time. As I and winner and coming out on top are pretty much the same thing. I'll cover their backs if they cover mine. And all I gotta say is you are too yeah, tough. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, just the oh, you Superman he, entrance. We also he just paused it, but he goes, oh. you're two tough cookies, and I'm one I'm tough. One you're two tough cookies. And I'm one tough I cookie. I also happen to be a tough cookie. And so we can watch each other the back, seeing as how we're both made out of cookies. cookies. <laughs> we got a whole... So crazy. Um, and also, we didn't play the the um, the Fabulous Freebirds promo, just because it's not really worth playing. No. But I wanted to talk very briefly about Terry Gordy. This dude looks like a pumpkin that came to life. Terry Gordy He looks now, like an actual gourd. Terry, Terry, Terry Gordy... <laughs> Epitomizes what it was like in 1989 yes. when your appearance did not matter. This is back in a time where you could be super famous and be the ugliest person yes. in the world. Yes. This man, if he walked into a room today, you would be like, what is wrong with that man? He, it looks like if they cast a live action version of Shrek. He looks like Mongo from fucking uh, Blazing Saddles. Yes, yes. I'm just waiting on him to punch a horse. Oh my god! So, uh, uh, yeah. So that's Terry, all. I, that's all. Terry I have to say Gordy, about only them. pawn in Game of Life. Jesus. <laughs> he literally. I remember seeing him. Like he looks like an actual gourd. He's got yeah. this big bulbous. Oh yeah. Oh, poor guy. Everything's fuck, everything about him is very sure. rounded and weird yeah. looking. <laughs> he's a weird looking fucking dude. And then he has real shitty curly mullet yeah. on top of it all. Yeah. Just to make it worse. So then we get uh, the entrance of, uh, uh, was it the Midnight Express? Yeah. The, it, yeah. Whose 
entrance is a fucking Iron Man parody. Yeah. It's legitimately We well, Are Iron Men. And we talked about that last time because they came out. Yeah. To a di- and then once they won, I'm still it started blown playing. away that yeah. that's the music that they were able to use right? somehow. It's so weird. Of all the music that we've seen replaced for copyrights, yeah, that's the one that could stay. Right? They're like, well, they changed. They it changed enough. the lyrics. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, at this point, though, you know, fucking Tony Iommi was nowhere to be found, and Ozzy Osbourne was getting banned from the Alamo. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they didn't really they weren't really on top of their shit. Yeah, late eighties, early nineties was a was a yeah. bit of a lull for those guys. <laughs> yeah. Um Legion of Doom coming in on Harleys, but not oh, riding them. Backs of Harleys. Not right on the standing bitch on seat. the backs of the of the pegs like they're getting a pump from the, <laughs> like you're getting a ride to school from your friend yeah. on their bicycle. Yeah. Not a Harley Day a bicycle. Yeah. Bicycle. Like, <laughs> someone's pedaling that fucker. <laughs> they show up on the back of those motorcycles, and I was like, oh, what? What is they, this? That just very much emasculated them for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, it was very funny. Yeah, uh, it was... You've pulled up a picture of Terry Gordy well, now. Well, I just wanted to see, because I couldn't remember if he was dead or alive, and uh, he died in 2001, so R.I.P., you ugly fuck. Uh, he was only 40. Fuck. I mean, look at him, though. He had to have some he form of, like... He was so ugly. He had to have, like, a <laughs> mild form of whatever Andre the Giant had. Uh, oh, giantism? It was like acromyalgia, I think uh, yeah. it's called, yeah. Fibromyalgia? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, poor uh, Terry Gordy. Heart I, attack. Look, uh, we're being mean, but... You look at a picture of this man, and you know that this dude was like, I know I'm ugly. Yeah, oh, yeah. I may be ugly, but at least I ain't got no money. <laughs> All of the Freebirds were ugly as fuck. Like, but, Michael Hayes wanted to be, like, some sexy dude. Sure. He was and then gorgeous Terry sausage. Garvin, who right? is all Jimmy hair. Garvin. Jimmy Garvin, yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, all hair. Stupid He's fucking a... mustache he always had. Uh, it, well, in this one, he's got a thick-ass beard, That's and right. his hair is just so... So thick. Yeah. So thick and big. Uh, the yes. beginning of this match. So we got to talk a little bit about the war game. How stupid he is. Yeah, look at that stupid <laughs> face. Look at your dumb face. Stupid Jimmy And Garvin. your dumb hair. Kind of looks like me there. He does a little bit. God damn it. Maybe it's not that stupid. I look like two <laughs> out of three of the free birds. <laughs> God damn it. You look, look like that's the, me. There's two of me right there. If if the fabulous Freebirds fucked each other and had a kid, it this would be is, you. This is me before I dyed my hair, and this is me after. God <laughs> damn it. Time to reassess your look, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Didn't think this is going to be how you found no, out. But shit. Look, like man. an intervention. <laughs> okay, so the war game. Yes. Let's yes. talk a little bit about the, uh, so again, the setup. Explain rings, a little bit. Yeah. Two rings, but this time... We get a steel cage around it. Yeah. With a roof. So, hell in a cell, I guess. Sort of. With two rings. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're basically just try- trying to up the ante. But yeah. the rules are, we start off with two men. Yes. yes. And then two minutes later, another man comes in. Yes. And then every minute after that, another, another. man comes in until all it's ten not the men. full teams. It's just a man from each team. From each team. They so you have to go back and forth, men. back and forth. We should say who's all it. We've already said, but we'll just yeah. say again. So Road Warriors, Midnight Express, and uh, Dr. Death are taking on Fabulous Freebirds, Samoan SWAT team. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Well, Terry Gordy is technically uh, Gordy, part yeah, of the right. Fabulous Freebirds at that's this right. point. Yeah. Um, so... So yeah, so every few minutes it's it's an odd number yes. uh, for one team or the other. Yeah. 
until all ten men are in the ring. At but which you point, still only have to pin one person. No, to win. no. Oh, you Here's have to. The, yeah, no. Right, so, right. so, so we get we we spend the first probably I don't know fifteen minutes yeah. getting all of the men into the ring, and they keep like uh, uh, reiterating that war games have technically not begun right. until all ten men are locked right. into the cage. Which is like, why don't you just start there? Yeah, it's so fucking stupid yeah. because then. After all this back and forth of letting people in, the way the match ends is one person out of ten yes. has to either submit or just give up. Yeah, yeah. Submit or surrender. Yes. And so we get all of this crazy fucking shit. Um, uh, oh, I also, yeah, there's a couple of notes about the actual match. But anyways, so we get all of it just for someone to... Uh, Submit to a fucking you know thing in the middle of it, and yeah. then the other you know eight guys are like, like, "Oh shit!" Like, well, we I guess, lost. I guess it's over. Well, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. So weird. Okay, so anyway, so the match uh, gets going, and and uh, the first thing that happens is we get two on one against uh, poor Bobby Eaton, and Bobby Eaton's getting murdered. Right. Yeah. And so I wrote down, "Man, poor Jason Hervey's got to watch his dad <laughs> getting beat up." <laughs> He's like on the side of the ring going, Dad, Dad, <laughs> come on, Dad, get him. No! <laughs> um, there's a quote from Jr. at one point where he says, Bobby's getting punted around the ring like a Rawlings NFL football. Yeah. He went brand and everything. That was very specific. Right. I was right. like, ooh, are you guys sponsored by Rawlings? <laughs> like he's like, oh, shit, it's almost the last match. I almost forgot to say Rawlings at some point. <laughs> It would have been great if it was, like, brought to you by or bouncing him around like a Winston. I mean, I'm sorry, Rawlings brand. Yeah, yeah he almost <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he almost said Rydell. <laughs> oh, God. A Rawlings NFL football. Uh, so before Fatu gets in the ring, uh, Pauly Dangerously and Michael Hayes are trying to give him instructions in the most racist way. Yes. They're just going, you Kill you. Yeah. Kill, eat. 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 Yeah, destroy. Yeah, yeah. Kill them. Oh, boy. Um, Bobo Lex Luger at one point gets in and goes ham for a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then um, several times during this match when they're trying to decide which person from each team will go in mm -hmm. next, Paulie dangerously gets on his toy phone. Yeah. Who's he consulting? His mom. Who's he called? I don't know. Ma, ma, who should I put who in next? I, who should go in? Ma. Okay, so we're down to uh, it's Mikey and uh, <laughs> Sammy. That's what I call Samu. Yeah, I yeah, call yeah, Sammy. Sammy. And Sammy uh, Samu. yeah, uh, who should we put? Okay, uh, hey Sammy, you're up. Ma <laughs> says you're going in. Ma you're says up. you're going in. You're up, buddy. Yeah, at one point, because like he keeps looking at the camera and he's like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I got, I've got my yeah. phone. Like, Who's he actually says that. It's like I've got my phone. His gimmick is always that he's, like, working for some higher power consulting, but they never say there's never anybody. So strange. It's dumb as shit. Yeah, very dumb. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh. At one point, I, I wrote, what a weird concept for a match. And then right after I finished writing that, the match ended yeah. <laughs> because Garvin <laughs> submitted to Hawk. Right. Uh, yeah, so weird. All of that, 22 minutes. Yeah. 90% of it was them getting into getting the ring. Getting people in the ring. So recently, uh, WWE's developmental brand, NXT, brought this match back. 
Oh, War Games. War Games match at one of their last pay-per-views. Same format? Same format. Ugh. Two rings, cage, except the cage is roofless now. Uh-huh. And uh, you can also, like, pin people. You don't just have to submit or give up. But I remember watching it, and it's the same convoluted setup. With of getting one them into the ring. In. Yeah, it was so... But the match itself, it was on... Uh, I think it was just NXT War Games was the name of the pay-per-view. Super great match. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but, yeah, the fucking... The whole War game setup is just stupid as just shit. Just put them all in there. Right. Just put them all in there. Yeah. And then fucking go. <laughs> yeah, like you had that fucking tornado tag earlier. Just do yeah. that in the war games. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, That's much better. See, we yeah. figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> then we get a very subdued Ric Flair promo. Yeah, super uh, quiet. Not really not wooing. Nothing. Trying, to, Just, trying to bring up the seriousness yeah. of, of apparently if he takes one more pile driver, it could Good. be all over yeah. for him. And of course. Which leads to Terry Funk's whole Jim thing. Ross and Bob Cottle saying pile driver. A lot of times. <laughs> so my first note in this match is drink every time they say pile driver. <laughs> so if you're playing you will home, not survive the match. Yeah, if you want to get drunk in the span of a 17-minute match, yeah. Yeah. you can do it. <laughs> and you can get real hammered. Real hammered. Uh, also, at the beginning of this match, I wrote, they said it again. Yeah. Because Ric Flair gets in the ring and he goes, he's styling and profiling. Yeah. And I'm like, they said it. <laughs> uh, I get that feeling every time now. Yeah. So this is Flair and Terry Funk for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. That's yep. right. Terry Funk in great shape for 45 years old. Yeah. He was 45. Dude, it's hard when to this think match took place. that Terry Funk, this was subdued Terry Funk. He was either Funk. 45 or about to turn 45. Right. This was this was Terry Funk in his early career. Terry Funk's later career when he started doing like Japanese death matches keep in mind ECW shit when he's in his fucking 60s doing moonsaults <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, keep in mind, glass. listeners, yeah. that Cam just said... This is his early career. This is this forty five years old. Is his early career. He wrestled until like two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah, and he was still doing crazy ass fucking death matches. He also then. played a bodyguard in Over the Top. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, it's crazy. Like Terry Cutler Funk, wants to see you. <laughs> he was. A, he's a real good actor. Yeah. Terry Funk had this stellar career. And NWA in the Southern Territories, like getting guys over, like Ric Flair, and putting yeah. them in prominence. Then later, he had another stellar career getting guys like Mick Foley over in Japan, and in like the starting the scene. hardcore Japanese uh, yeah. hardcore wrestling. It's it's insane. It's real. Terry crazy. Funk deserves every ounce of respect. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and like I said, he looks great. Yeah, he's in got this fucking, match. He's, defined, he's got a he's got six abs. pack. Yeah, he looks fantastic yeah. for forty five years old. Um. I mean, he kind of makes Flair's body look shitty, and Flair's probably in his, still in his late 30s at this yeah. point, um, if I'm guessing. <laughs> it's funny. I, I watched this one a long time. We had this whole thing, and I ended up watching this one a long time ago, and I watched it with my now ex-girlfriend. And we would always joke around as we were watching him, and she was like, oh, he doesn't look so tough. I could take him. And she said that. She was like, I bet I could take Terry Funk. And with all sincerity, I was like, do not fight Terry Funk. <laughs> Terry <laughs> Funk will fucking kill you. Yeah. Even now. Yeah. Do not. Yeah. Do not fight. 70-year-old Terry Funk will murder you. Is he still with us? Yes. He is? Yes. That's Terry awesome. Funk is still alive. I'm pretty sure Dory Funk is dead. Sure. But Terry Funk is still alive. Okay. Yeah. Someone needs to find Dory. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to. Um, there was a, uh, a botched suplex over the top ropes yeah, that was dangerous as fuck. Super, yeah. This match was good. There were a couple of sloppy moments like sure. that. But that's, I mean, you could tell they were both, like, really trying to, yeah. like, show the real raw emotion in there. So Right. Uh, I, yeah. I thought it was a good yeah, match. Yeah, it was a great match. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> at one point I wrote, why don't they call Gary Hart Scary Gary? Scary Gary. I mean, it's just, it's right there. Yeah. At one point, they, they there was a cut shot 
to him and the way he was standing in the way like you could see just the top of his face over one of the ropes <laughs> yeah and his eyes just look so just evil bulging and, out, yeah. and i was like "Ooh, they should call him scary gary send him to new york team him up with scary sherry that's right yeah <laughs> um also every time jr says world's champion uh, it, I know we've it, talked about that. You fucking hate. I know that. it doesn't. Yeah. It does not get any less annoying the more I hear it. Like you think it'd be one of those things Worlds. where I could just eventually let it go, and nope. ju- and just my brain would go. That's just how he says it, man. <laughs> you gotta get over it, but I can't. World's I can't he because is the, but he's. I mean, I it's it's there's an apology. I feel like he's every time Bob Cottle says it, world. he's trying to over-enunciate to tell... World yeah. heavyweight champion. He is the world champion. That <laughs> yeah. is correct. He is the, the world, world champion. <laughs> you redneck idiot. But JR, nope, world's heavyweight champion. That's right. Um, so the match was pretty great. Good match. But nowhere near as great as the post-match. Oh, my God. So because Flair wins with an inside cradle. Right. Inside it's a, he reverses a small yeah. package, beats him, uh, and then gets you know the post-match yeah. shenanigans where, uh, where uh, Funk and Gary Hart start to beat yes. him up. And then Muda comes out and Muda sprays him with out, Ecto Cooler. <laughs> he gets the Ecto Cooler right in the face. <laughs> Um, which, by the way, stains immediately because yeah. Ric Flair's face, because he's very bloody. Yeah. So now he goes from just bloody face to green. He's, and, got, he's got Christmas face. He's got he's got white hair. Yeah. Red blood, green ectocolor. He looks like a snow cone. Yeah. You look, or like, yeah, very Christmassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that happened. Then Sting comes down to say Flair. More shenanigans ensue. Uh, you think it's over several times. Yeah. Uh, then one point they're fighting their way back to the locker room and Gary Hart's walking <laughs> yeah. in front of them in the most nonchalant way ever. Like just, he, mm, yeah. Just like strolling. Four, four men are destroying each other there right behind blood, him. And he's mist. like, I got to get back to craft the, services. There's a literal murder about to happen. Before those little like, ham roll ups are gone. So that's happening, and then you think, oh, it's over, and then they cut to Jr. and Bob Cottle talking, and then and they start just fighting, fighting behind right behind, and Jr. did not seem amused. No, he did not. He, this is literally, so the match itself was 17 minutes, and I feel like the after match was a good 20 minutes. It, it was at least 10, legitimately. Yeah, yeah. Like, no joke, not exaggerating, 10, yeah. 10 solid minutes of post-fight. Uh, and they fighting. would just they would fight like out of camera shot, and then they'd cut to something else, and then they would fight back into camera shot. Yes, and then finally it's all over, and then Flair comes and gives an interview yes. with green and, and red green face blood. He can't open his eyes, yeah, because he's got so much fucking coagulating blood and ecto cooler in them. So then he does that, and then Jr. actually says out loud into the microphone, "Are we through?" <laughs> He says, are we done? Are we through? Are we fucking done here? Can I go home? <laughs> it was the most amazing this moment. This was supposed to be done 30 minutes ago. Like a, a moment where JR just purely unadulterated just done? came through. Like, I got to put my daughter to bed. Oh, so good. And that's how we end the Great American Bash 1989. So what do we got coming up? Oh, man. Next up is... SummerSlam 1989. Right. The Summer of Slam. Summer of Slam. That's right. Our second annual Summer of yes. Slam. 
So look forward That's to that. Be a good one. Uh, and we should be back on our regular yes. two weeks. We schedule apologize. Now. We just had a bunch of stuff going on. We're gonna we're gonna try and call this to... uh, call this the beginning of season two. Boom! There we <laughs> That's go. That's what we're doing. All right. All right. We've man. gone from eighty three to eighty nine. Was yeah. Season. yeah. That's right. All right. All right. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Adios. Channel four and a half. <laughs>